following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 411 is right here upon us on this uh, auspicious day. It, uh, well, it's not really. It's January the 16th is the date of production for those of you keeping score at home. Tomorrow being a uh, federal holiday, MLK Day. And we got into the weekend in a weird <laughs> weird fashion with all of the uh, all of the excitement surrounding the impending weather crisis that was laying on us. It was funny to see because early, uh, well, middle part of last week, there was talk that there was going to be snow in the area. And it's amusing to me to see how this plays out because um, Memphians just don't know quite how to handle that. Uh, they never have. They always act like it's a complete surprise. This is the second snowfall, I believe, uh, in this area th- for this winter, <laughs> for this season. And it's the run-up to it that gets everybody excited. And people head to the grocery stores. They stock up like it's like like the end of time is going to be like they're, they're prepping. You know, I don't know what they're prepping for. Because uh, it didn't really do much of anything. I mean, there was there was talk that we were going to see about four to maybe six inches of snow uh, in certain parts of the of this area, and there was some more, you know, north of us and a lot less south of us. And here we were sitting on about two and a half, three inches of snow. I guess um, it came in at uh, midnight uh, Sunday morning or Saturday night, you know, you know last night, and uh, I was up late and I and I watched it kind of come in, and you know, was watching the uh, all the talk online, all the hullabaloo, people getting excited, you know, there were going to be all this snow stuff. And uh, it was really kind of a non-event. I mean, there was, I took the dog out this morning and there was, a, you know, a couple of snowmen, you know, wandering the streets, if you will. It had rained so much that everything was wet. It didn't really get cold enough to freeze anything over. So there was some snow. And now it's all gone. It's well, for the most part, it is. The streets are basically dry, and there was just this notion that people were just going to be snowed in. I think that's what they want. They uh, people, I think, desire the fact that they're going to be trapped in their own homes. They want this because they didn't get enough of the lockdown. <laughs> I guess, but at the same time, only a few days of that, and then they all get there's cabin fever, and everybody's got to get out, and everybody's all worked up, and well, you know, that's just the way that goes. So, yeah, it happened. There was nothing to it. It was kind of dead, really, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, I There was plenty of beer and liquor here, and I've got coffee. Hell, i got a cup of coffee going right now. It's a little, little chilly outside. But I'll be headed down to the studio after a while. But there's that's all whatever. So that's not what we're talking about. Uh, what we got coming up uh, uh, here in a moment on this episode, we're going to talk about why people are quitting their jobs. The Great Resignation, it is right here upon us. We're going to talk about it. We'll have a little bit of fun with it as well. And uh, and more fun, it is uh, coming up next here on this episode from Radio Land. right after this break. We'll be right back. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? 
You can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-296-1495-800-296-1495-800-296-1495. That's 800-296-1495. So the question on the table is, uh, did you quit your job? Did you lose your job? Do you have no interest in working your job? Uh, what's going on? That's uh, that's a big question. Um, why are people quitting their jobs in record numbers? It happened last year for the most part, and here we are into a middle middle of uh, middle of the month of January, and uh, the uh, the question still remains. And what's driving it? And what's going on here? And it depends, I guess, on who you talk to. There are some people who have this notion that uh, it was all of the stimulus money that was saying, hey, I don't need to work anymore. I could just sit on my ass and collect stimulus checks. That wasn't the case. Um, I, like many Americans, like every other American, got a stimulus check. We got two of them, I think, as a matter of fact. Maybe a third. I, don't, I can't remember. I lost count. It wasn't much. I think we were, we were given whatever the federal allotment was, paid a couple of bills with them. I was wondering a whole lot you could do with all of that. Uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, on the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't a whole lot because, you know, living is expensive. The cost of living has gone up. And uh, that is in thanks to a lot of a lot of things that are kind of going on at the same time. Of course, you had the pandemic. That's what's really kind of driving all of this. But that because of that, there were there were there were issues in uh, in shipping. There were people that were locked out of out of their own jobs or having to work from home if they even had a job. And then there came this whole notion of uh, everything getting really more expensive, which, you know, that that's a thing, too. The the cost of rent has skyrocketed, which is I'm still scratching my head over that. I don't understand how, um, like, we'll take the city of Memphis since I have some experience with this. Uh, in this city, since I live here and I talk to people that do this, how they're spending, you know, $2,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment is beyond me. I, I just don't understand it. I don't know who the fuck they think is going to move into these places. They keep building all around. I don't know. I think I think the plan was, because of so many people leaving places like Los Angeles, and they're heading here for for whatever reason. I guess because you know, the the economy out west is oh, way bad. It's expensive out there, and it's a little better here. I mean, we do live in a you know in a, in a sizable city. I mean, come on, there's what two million people in around here. So, you know, and that's including the county, of course. And there's more and more jobs that are coming up, and that's all well and good. But the problem is, can they find the right number of people to work these jobs? Well, no. If you drive around this city, you'll find everywhere you go. There's a you know now hiring sign hanging on the door somewhere. There's uh that you you can if you want a job you can get a job. That's the, that's what it looks like on the surface. That's not the case if you delve deeper into this, and I'll tell you why. Whole businesses had to shut their doors, and when I'm talking about like this, I'm talking let's let's look at something a little that's that's rather pedestrian. We see it every day, and those are fast food restaurants. You see, um. You've heard stories that they've just had to close their doors because there was nobody there to work. 
um, <laughs> a lot of it was that during the lockdown, right, that we went through in twenty nine or twenty twenty, there was this, there was like a wake up that happened. Oh, they got woke. I hate that phrase, but that's what people were waking up to the reality of the fact that their job absolutely blows, and they're not making enough money. So they just decided to say, screw it, and they quit. They left, and it began a bit of a movement. It has become more and more of that, and more and more people have decided that working for the man just ain't cutting it. So when you hear somebody that says, oh, they're they're just, they just don't want to work. They just want to collect that government check. And blah. It's That's not it. They don't want to work for the man. They don't, they're tired of corporate America. Because most of these corporations around here, at least in this country, they suck. Uh, hey, man, I spent, I spent most of my adult life working in a corporate environment, and it does. It sucks balls. It is awful. And, you know, part of this is the, is the is, I guess in a way, sort of the great reckoning of what has, what has happened over time. And what I mean by that is that pre-pandemic, you would see these corporations doing ridiculous things because, you know, like we've talked about the Peter Principle, someone rising to the level of their own incompetence. That's what the Peter Principle is. Do some research on it. You'll find out what I'm talking a little bit more about what I'm talking about. It's an actual thing. It's an economic uh, I don't know, a bromide, if you will. It explains how morons become uh, people in positions of power. It's crazy. But more and more people that were working, you know, in the trenches, you know, getting a getting a job, getting the desk job, getting the, you know, you're in the you're in the cubicle land, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. And you become a little bit more aware that what you're doing is what's driving that business forward. But all of the money that 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 business makes is going up upstairs. It's going up to the ivory tower. It's going to the guys in, in, in middle and upper management, and far more up to the uh, you know you know over at the regional level or the national level. Those people are making more money than anybody else, and they don't do anything. It's kind of how this works in this country. The more you do, the less you make. The less you do, the more you make. I know there's probably some corporate stiffs out there that listen to this and go, oh, no, no, that's not true, bro. I don't think you can handle what I do. Yeah, I, anybody could do what a lot of these corporate guys do because they just sit there and push paper from one box to the other and maybe apply a little ink to it in the form of a signature. They're not doing anything. They're out there cracking the whip. You know, they're flogging their staff, trying to get them to go out and do more and more and more and more and more because you got to turn that wheel. They got to bring that, bring in that money. And the people that were, you know, floor level guys and ladies, they had had these jobs and said, no, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this. I'm absolutely sick of all of this. And what's kind of weird and what's really kind of driven a little bit more of that over the edge is that you have people that legitimately enjoyed their, their, their occupation. They did. They really did like what they were doing. They just didn't like doing it for that person. They didn't like doing it for these individuals. Like I said, I've worked in this, you know, I've worked in the corporate environment before and I get it because you, you get these, you get these memos, right? These emails and that, you know, from upstairs and it's, and it's just, it's bullshit. It's, it's busy work. Well, we're going to try and pivot. We're going to do this. And of course, all the corporate speak that goes with it because they're trying to be hip, trying to be cool, trying to be groovy. And then, and then a, a small miracle 
happened. And that miracle is this. We all wound up having to stay at home. We all had to, um, we all had to start working from home. And all of a sudden, these jobs started looking a little bit better. It was a little bit more tolerable because now all of a sudden, hey, I'm still working for the man. He sucks, but I don't have to look at him every day. And I don't have to sit through these stupid, god-awful meetings every day. But I can do my thing at home. I, I don't have to wear pants. I can hang out with my dog, hang out with my kids. I can do whatever I want. I'm working from home as long as the job gets done. Who cares what time I punch in? There is no punching in when this happens. I'm drawing a check. I'm working from home. Everything is everything is groovy. I'm saving money by not having to go to lunch. I can make my lunch at the house. You know, I'm, I'm in great shape. And a lot of companies didn't like that. They didn't like that at all because the autonomy had crept into the workforce. Can't have this. You're, you're, you're a worker bee, by God. You've got to be told what to do and how to do it and when it should be done. And then, and then something... Something kind of remarkable happened where a lot of companies realized these were the ones that were paying attention, that it made sense to have the workforce stay home, even even if it was part-time, even if you were working from home, say, three days a week. Come to the office a couple of days a week, show your face, show up at a meeting. You know, that's almost kind of a groovy thing. It's like, okay, I can live with this. This is all right. What's the problem? Nothing. There's not a problem. And then some other companies realized this wasn't even necessary at all, thanks to the technology of Zoom and the internet and the video camera that's on you, and you can sit in on these meetings and suffer through all of that at your own pace. That's all well and good. So these companies said, you know what? Let's have all of our people just stay continuing working from home. Uh, Facebook did that. For whatever word, I know I like I like beating up on Facebook, but that was a that was a smart move on their part, wasn't it? They decided, let's just have the staff work from home. There's no need to come down to the campus. We don't need this. Whatever meetings that we need to have, we can do through Zoom. Piece of cake. Of course, you know how those meetings go. Most of them, I'd say 99% of them, are uh, could be all solved through an email. It's a justification of their own reality. That's kind of what it boils down to. And when you have that justification, then you got the guy upstairs who has justified his own his own paycheck because he could, you know everybody's got a boss in corporate land everybody does and they got to sit there and say to their boss hey we had a meeting about this and we talked about that and then you got everybody's got their own little pet project to show that you know that they're that they're doing this they got to put their fingerprints on everything to justify their own existence so these other companies said now we got to have all of our people in <clears throat> and then there were some that offered a choice you want to work from home you want to, that's fine, but we're going to give you a 20% pay cut. I mean, imagine that. What, why would you be giving me a pay cut? Because I'm working from home. So it's all of these little factors here that all add up to one particular notion. And it's somebody sitting straight up in their bed in the middle of the night going, you know what? Fuck this and fuck you. I quit. I'll go somewhere else. I'll do something else. Career changes happening left and right. People going back to school. They're finding ways to do that. They're, li- they're dipping into their retirement fund because Lord knows that got fucked. The gig economy picked up some. DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, all of that crap. That picked up. Then a lot of them, a lot of those companies got greedy and started taking more and more from those people that work that. And they all said, screw this. 
And then there's that there's that big A word that shows up on everybody's plate at one point or another when they're desperate. They go, you know, I could go work for Amazon. And then you hear all the horror stories surrounding that, which I won't get into here. We'll save that for another discussion. <clears throat> the idea that they that they are not being held at gunpoint anymore is a big deal. Look, my last my last eighteen months in corporate. I was working. I was working for. Yeah, I talked about it on the show way, way back in the past. I don't talk about it much anymore because it does nothing to talk about. But the last eighteen months of my work there, as a morning drive uh, personality, host, whatever DJ, whatever it was, it felt like I was broadcasting with a gun held to my head, and a lot of that came from this whole thing of well, you know, you gotta. You gotta you gotta do this, that, or the other, or you know you're gonna fire everybody. And they ultimately did. <clears throat> it didn't really matter, but they used that sense of fear to properly motivate you into doing what they wanted you to do, which ultimately led to the demise of the whole thing. It's 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 just a it's a cycle. And that, and there were people that just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm not gonna work for the man anymore. And that's why. Restaurants closed. That's why fast food joints closed. We we had to close because there's just no staff. Everybody called in sick or or everybody quit. They weren't going to put up with it. <clears throat> you're not gonna you're not gonna make fifteen dollars an hour for twenty one hours a week or twenty hours a week. You know, having to deal with uh, customers uh, at the drive through. You're just there's so much there's so much bullshit that goes on around that industry that it, it's going to take a little bit more money than that to make it happen. And then you had all these people on the other side that were going, oh, you know, it's just it's just yeah, that's a fast food job. That's a starter job. That's a burger flipping job and all of that. No, <laughs> no, no, because people have to rely on those types of jobs to live. People have to have that type of some sort of income and they have to put up with an enormous amount of horseshit to make that happen. And so now we find ourselves, as we roll into 2022, mostly unemployed, <laughs> with this notion now that this is a worker's market. This is a laborer's market. I'm all for this. I think this is fantastic. Because now everybody with those jobs can call the shots. They are not willing to, behold, or to be beholden by the man. They've had enough. And what does corporate do? They act like it's no big deal. They don't care. So they post these signs. Prime example, <clears throat> outside of a job, outside of a, a, an industry of some sort, is a sign that says $15 an hour day shift, $18 an hour night shift. So they get people to come in. They come in to fill out an application. And they started to talk about, I say, hey, listen, I, I, I got nights open. I, I can work nights. I can get that $18 an hour. And then they tell you, oh, no, 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 no. No, that's just for management. You're coming in at 13 an hour. Uh-huh. That's, that's where they're trying to get people to come in. It's gotten so bad that some places in this city, in the city of Memphis, were paying people 50 bucks to fill out an application. <laughs> And the application to one particular fast food joint that I'm not going to name was literally an index card that had your name and your phone number on it. That's how desperate people were getting. Hey, can you come in later today? We, we, we can start you right now. <clears throat> and they're giving out incentives. 
you know, hey, you work with us, you get, you know, 30% off of our product or whatever the case is. And what if I don't like your product? Like, I don't want 30% off of nothing. I want the money because I can't go to my landlord and say, well, I get 30% off of cheeseburgers at this place. You take that? It doesn't work like that. It's not going to work like that. That is, that's stupid. And so everybody else who agrees with that particular statement says the same thing. And they all turn around to their bosses and go, hey, you know what? Fuck you. I quit. Pay me. Pay me what I'm worth. And that's what has happened. That is the beautiful thing. People have realized, thank God, they are realizing that they are selling their time. That's what this is. That's what a a per-hour job is. You are selling your time to a willing buyer, and you have valued your time at $15 an hour. For every hour you give them, they will give you $15. Is Is that what you want? Is that what you're worth? How about, here's another notion. Let's turn it on the other side of the coin. Let's get paid for our talents. Somebody might be uh, an extraordinarily good uh, engineer. That's a well. That's I mean that's a kind of a long shot because typically, when you come out of school and you've you've studied it and you've worked a little bit in the engineering world, you you have that talent and you get a salaried position. But I'll be goddamned if I'm going to sell my time for a small amount of money. That's just a, that's just a simple reality. Everything else has gone up. Why shouldn't that? Do you do you really value yourself that cheaply is really sort of the question. Uh, in the work that I do outside of the radio station, I'm a I'm a voice actor. And I also do uh, uh, one of the one of the major things that keeps me busy is I is I produce audiobooks. I uh, audition for a bunch of jobs and I get cast in a book and then I do it and then I get paid. And the way that usually works out is you are paid per finished hour. Yeah, it's an hourly gig. I ain't doing it for 15. I was doing it for, I was doing it for, you know, an industry minimum there for a minute. Well, actually below industry minimum, but that was just to get my feet wet, you know, to get in there. And the more I started doing these things, the more I got into a bit of, uh, not only demand, it's not, that's the correct word, but I was, I was requested. Let's just put it that way. And I began to do those. And then at the same time, one of the companies I was working for came back and said, Hey, we want you to do a book. And it's, it's going to be about 18 hours, and we want you to do it for this amount of money that you did for us in the past. And I, I had to write back to the guy and say, look, I'm sorry. I can't do that. My rate is like almost triple that amount now. Uh, um, and, then, and then it was like, well, how dare you do that? Well, good luck finding somebody who will do it for less because I have a value, okay? I have a value that I have placed upon myself that I believe is correct. So the great resignation is not so much happening, uh, you know, amongst the corporate giants. It's happening everywhere. And you're finding now more and more people that are trying to do things out on their own. And that is fantastic. I have always believed ever since I was a little guy, I had always believed that small businesses really were the backbone of the American economy, because without them, you wouldn't have very specific things. Not everybody can be all corporate. No, that's just not going to work. Not everybody can, uh, you know, they're going to try. Of course they are. But there's going to be very specialist type of businesses that people create for themselves that can grow into some other things and some wonderful opportunities can come around. But if you're looking at the the, the way the economy is in this country, 
that, and I'm talking pre-pandemic, and the way this has always been, was this sole notion of that, well, you needed to quit your dreams, and you needed to burn those to the ground, and you needed to go find uh, some stable gig, whether you liked it or not, and get paid whatever they're offering to you because they give you insurance, and they give you some type of a of a retirement on the backside of that deal, which is all bullshit now because there's a lot of people I know that don't have insurance and don't have a retirement either. And they're working later in life because they just can't. They they can't do it. They can't they can't find a steady gig. You know, you're over if you're over thirty and you and you go into a career change into some other thing you're not particularly skilled at, but you're willing to learn and you and you actually have some sort of, I don't know, an aptitude to it, and you do pretty well, they'll cut you. They'll run you off because they can get a guy that's half your age <laughs> almost. Or somebody, you know, 10, 15 years younger than you who will do it for practically nothing. And so everybody else was just, like I said, they sat there and they looked at each other and they looked over at the boss and said, screw you, I'm out of here, man. I'm done. And you know what has happened as a result of this? Unemployment claims have, have dropped because other people then, these people that have quit these one jobs, they, they found something else that was better. A better paying gig. Somebody, they're going to work for somebody who actually respects them. They're finding out now that there are companies out there. Because I'm not saying all of corporate is like this, but most of it is. But they're finding a company that they can work for where they feel like they are being treated fairly, good value for their money. Isn't it funny when your employees are happy, everybody's happy? You pay them a little bit and look what happens. As opposed to, you know. You pay peanuts, you get monkeys. It's That's just kind of how that happens. And you wonder why your business has gone to shit because you didn't treat your staff correctly. So everybody just said, okay, it's enough. And they're shifting into other other lines of work. They're pursuing their dreams. They're giving it a go. Look, everything has is, is gotten really frightening over the past, specifically the past two years. What is it that we've had to do? What are we, what are we trying to accomplish here? Well, what we're doing here is realizing that our own dreams are worth something now that's worth more than just 15 bucks an hour or some bullshit like that. That's, that's fantastic. That's a very, very cool thing. Remember the whole problem here boils down to the idea that what they tell you, right? This is what the man will tell you. This is the people that are in this position will tell you a few things. And one of them is that, look, this is a capitalist society. This is how this works. You have to better yourself to learn to accept your dreams and realities as, as what they are, and then you know you get paid for your time so you can get that gold watch at the end of your retirement, which is another bullshit fallacy because, not the gold watch part, but because when you get to, I don't know, a year away from your retirement, they run you off so they don't have to pay your full end. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I've seen that happen a few times too. But they, but you're sold on this whole notion that capitalism is what this is. This isn't capitalism. No, this isn't capitalism at all. This is a hostage situation that you're in, and you've got Stockholm syndrome. You have felt like you like you owe it to your boss to give everything that you have to them, and they've got it. They've got you smooth figured out too. Because I'm like, look, you know, I know you're here for for the paycheck, which means we don't have to give you benefits. We don't have to give you, we don't have to give you uh, health insurance. We don't have to give you any of that. And here's how we're going to do it: we're going to keep you at about 20 hours a week on a rotating schedule, so you can't go somewhere else and work. And now you're going to be stuck. So think about it: 15 bucks an hour, and say you work 25 hours a week, right? Was that 1,500 bucks? After taxes, you're going to come home with about a thousand. 
And you still got to pay your rent. You got to eat. You got to get gasoline for your car. That ain't getting any cheaper. You know, next thing you know, you're like, oh, well, I don't know what I, I got to find another gig. So you got people that are working two, three, four, five jobs. Sometimes they have found a way to make that work. It's tough, man. It is tough out there. And the bright spot in all of this is that people are waking up. They are coming to this conclusion now that they don't need to put up with any of this bullshit. They'll find a way to make something work. It's tricky. I know. Because we used to live, and when back when it was real capitalism, there remember there was there was the three there was the three classes right there was the there was the three classes of society. You had the upper class with all the money, you had the middle class who did all the work, and you had the lower class who did really nothing <laughs> except complain a lot. And you had people that bounced in and out of all three of them. That's just kind of how that worked. There was no there's no structure, there's no law that says you belong to this class or that class. It's just the way you cherished your dreams it was said that the upper class exists to give the middle class something to aspire to and the lower class existed to scare the shit out of the middle class very true it's very true and now there is no middle class have you thought about that for a minute take a look around you you either have money or you don't have money and what I mean by money in this particular case is those that have money have stupid money. They go crazy. They have vacations every once a month. You know, they're out they're out living off the backs of the people that they're paying penance to 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 work and turn that wheel so the money machine's making them some money and they just pay them just the bare minimum to get through it. And the people that don't have money, the rest of us are making just enough, just enough to break even at the end of the month. You start with zero every time the month happens. There are people, I'm one of them, that look at the calendar and realize, oh, shit, February is coming. Man, that's there's only 28 days in that month. I'm getting gypped three days. I got Man, all these bills are going to come due again. That's three days of work I've lost. That's how people think because there is no savings. Why do you think banks are starting to, you know, to, to get rid of fees? Bank of America very famously did it this past week. They're reducing their insufficient fund fee, their bouncing check fee. They're getting rid of that. More and more banks are starting to do that because there are people that are pulling their money out of the banks because they don't have any. They're broke. They sit around and they wonder where their next meal is coming from. They sit there and wonder how they're going to how they're going to put gas in their car to get to the dumbass job that doesn't pay worth a shit. And this is this is what this is also contributing to the great resignation. That's is what it all boils down to is people going, God damn it, I can't live like this. Nobody can live like this. How is this even possible? And how is it that the guy that I'm working for has everything and does nothing for it? And is not even grateful for those that 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 are doing it for him. What was it Jeff Bezos said? He did say he he had a ham handed uh, uh, statement he made regarding one of the space, not space, what is it? Uh, the, the, was it Blue Origin? The Big Flying Penis? Whatever it is. Where he said, I need to, I need to say thank you to the people, the good people who work for Amazon, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be getting to go to space and living my dreams. Ooh, that burned a lot of people because if, do you know of anybody? Do you work for that company where you're out on the floor? And you have to scan something every five minutes or you're going to hear from the man. God help you if you got to take a leak because you only get two breaks. They're 15 minutes apart and they're all in a half hour for lunch. And it takes you 10 minutes just to get to the bathroom if you're lucky. 
That's why people have said they've had enough of this bullshit. It takes a lot of guts to do what these folks are doing or what you're doing. To stand up and say, fuck it, I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. There used to be a thing. I was. I, was, I remember being, uh, when I was a teenager, my old man would, would say, look, if you don't like your job, that's that's. I get it. There's a lot of people that don't like their jobs. And they go, they'll tell you, my old man told me the same thing, it's easier to find a job when you have a job than it is to, ha- to find a job when you don't have a job. I've never really quite understood it. But that that's not even true. That's not the case anymore. You can you can you 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 can sw- you couldn't swing a dead cat in this town without hitting a, a now hiring sign. That's just kind of how that works. You can get a job anywhere you want to. They're going to lie to you. They're going to lie to you to get you under the door, and you're going to think you're going to have like a full time job, but you're not, because they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay for any of that crap. They want to try and do it as cheaply as they possibly can, and they bitch about people wanting more money. Well, you do. Man, I know of I know of several people, business owners, that took advantage of the PPP situation the federal government was handing out to business owners. And you know what they did? They weren't their business wasn't hurting. They didn't have anything to do. They <laughs> they made so much extra money on that they wound up buying boats and and houses and cars. And they didn't give any of that to their staff. They didn't give a goddamn thing to their staff. There's people that are out there talking about, oh, you know, the success of my business uh, came down to the fact that I gave a, you know, 20 to 25% pay increase to all my staff. And then you find out that wasn't true. They didn't. If anything, they're cutting pay so the man upstairs can make even more money. Yeah, that's how that is. So, look, if you're one of those people that have that have given up on that dead-end corporate job that you've had or that dead-end job that you weren't making anything out of and you're just going to try and go it alone or go find something else to do, my hat's off to you. I think that's fantastic. I kind of did the same thing, you know, when corporate had their fun with me and ran me out the door. 90 days later, I built something. And now 10 years after that, it's still going. So, yeah, am I making a lot of money? No, I'm not making hardly anything out of it at all. But, But there's other things that I can do that are, that are keeping me going. I found a way to do it. And you can too. Remember, don't be held up by the man. Don't feel like you owe it to anybody for your time to be there. They don't care. They don't care at all. They don't give a shit about what you, you know. They just want you to be that warm body in there that's pushing the button, that's turning the wheel to keep the money rolling in. It's that important to them because they don't care. You're out the door. You're, you're going to be replaced by some other dumbass they find out there that's going to make that happen. And it ties in directly with this whole notion. We see it every day, specifically on social media, where people talk about, oh, it's Sunday. And you see this on Sundays, and they go, oh, crap, it's Sunday. That means tomorrow's Monday, and I don't want to deal with Monday because Monday sucks. No, the day of the week doesn't suck. Your job does. And maybe it's time you woke up to that fact and found something else better to do. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. 
But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. Maybe it's finally come. Maybe we finally peaked in the subscription world. I know we talked about this from time to time. Netflix has raised their prices again and have now become the most expensive streaming service a consumer can have. And now there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, hold up. We ain't going to do that. Maybe maybe we're just going to have enough of this type of thing and I'm going to start canceling shit again. Because this is why we repeat after me. This is why we got off the cable. <laughs> it, it really is one of those things. Now, they're, they're not going to compete with each other as who's got the better deal because it's a matter of licensing the content and all this other kind of stuff. So they kind of got you by the balls. Or do they? Because you are the one who gets to vote with your wallet. And that's how kind of how this works. And you know what's happening? More and more people are just turning the TV off. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. That's it for me. I'm out of here. I got to, I got shit to do, and it's already late. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of the way it happens, you know. You, you got you got you got shit to do, and you gotta go. And that's the way it's going to be on this uh, on this uh, episode of the show. Thank you so much for streaming, tuning in, downloading, whatever it is that you do. Uh, yeah. Because this show runs on Radio Memphis on Wednesday nights at midnight or Thursday morning, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, it's a late night show. For some people, that's how they listen. I think it's kind of cool that they do that. So I know it becomes a little dated maybe sometimes. I don't know. It's pretty evergreen content, I would say. So anyway, thank you for doing that. And if you're if you're one of the people who downloads it or streams it, however however you do it, I appreciate you doing it uh, for that. And for those of you that are pulling us off of the uh, iHeart uh, platform, go fuck yourselves. No, seriously, that that company has stolen this show. They 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 don't deserve the traffic. Go somewhere else if you like the show and you're listening to it there. I don't know. Go to TuneIn. Go to go to radio-memphis.com. Anywhere but there because those thieves, you know, no, they don't they don't deserve this show. I never requested it to be there. I've never asked them to put this show on there. I, I have I have people that I work with. Well, not really work with, but I know of people that work in this uh, industry who uh, who couldn't get their stuff uh, uh, put there because they just didn't want to do it. But boy, how did, did they come after me? Right on. Hell, they even run uh, uh, the Radio Memphis On Demand stuff, which I find amusing. They run content from another radio station on their platform. And they're in the broadcasting business, or so they claim. So there you go. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever turns your crank is fine by me. That's what they all boils down to. So there you go. I'm out of here. Y'all be sweet. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 